This is the Making Millionaires Podcast, a realistic, no BS approach to effective and profitable investing. Everything from options trading to real estate. Once I'm done with you, you'll be itching to tell your boss to take a hike. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get in your face about the real way to make money and change your family tree. It's time to start thinking like a winner. So buckle up, sugar cup. It's about to get real. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to the Making Millionaires podcast. I am Andrew from the Options Millionaire community. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are nearing the end of a very crazy month of a very crazy 2022. We've had a lot of people lose some money. We've had a lot of people make a lot of money. If you look through the Twitter sphere, a lot of people are uh, pretty much up in arms about what's going on in the market. Just coming off the craziest six-day rally I've ever seen in my entire trading career. A little bit over a decade of trading. This is the first time I've ever seen the NQ go 14% in 72 hours uh, on no catalyst whatsoever. Granted, we had quad witching, we had the S&P rebalancing, and then of course we had all of the big money institutions unraveling all their hedges after about two months of some pretty bearish action. Uh, The S&P kept going lower and lower and lower, and uh, yeah, finally the institution said they had enough, they unraveled their hedges in addition to quad witching, in addition to the rebalancing, and 3.2 or 3.5 trillion dollars of liquidity uh, adjusted and sent us into the stratosphere. Uh, SPX putting 300 points on the board in about I don't know three four days, and it kind of led me to thinking a lot about the biggest problem that retail investors have because everyone's asking me, hey, uh, how do I do this? How do I do that? Why do I keep taking losses? Why do I keep taking puts when they're when I'm supposed to be taking calls? Why do I keep taking calls when I'm supposed to be taking puts? How am I missing entries? FOMO, fear, anxiety, uh, analysis paralysis, everything. It's a struggle. It's a struggle for the retail investor to trade these markets. I've been doing this for over 10 years now, and these markets have been incredibly difficult. I can't imagine people who are just starting trying to navigate these markets. Uh, however, it got me thinking about how do I really nail home the point of what separates a individual who has a winning track record and those who have losing track records. And it all boils down to one big thing, trading the trend. And that's really it. That's really what separates the successful trader from the unsuccessful trader is identifying the trend and then playing with the trend. It doesn't matter if it's a chop day, if it's a trend up, if it's a trend down, if we're in a bearish, if we're in a bullish, whatever it is. Once you can identify the overall trend, you can play to it. Uh, you know, because if you identify a trend up and you are playing calls, you may be able to have an incorrect entry, but you could just hold for a little bit through the loss and eventually it'll go green and you go on and you make your money. But if you are playing counter trend positions, which is what most retail traders do inherently, then you're constantly going to be finding an uphill battle. You're going to hold positions. You're going to hold shorts too long. You're going to hold puts too long. You're going to hold calls when you're supposed to be taking puts, et cetera, et cetera. And it's all it's going to do is destroy your emotions, is destroy your profitability. You're going to waste time managing a losing position or multiple losing positions instead of just cutting them loose and playing with the trend and go on and making money. Uh, And this precise thing is what causes you to sit there on a $10 bullish move on SPY and not take a single call or not take a single long future or whatever it is. Because you initially think, hey, I'm, it's got to pull back. You play a put or you short a future or whatever it is. The position goes red. And then you sit there and watch that price action climb and climb and climb. Your position go deeper, red, red, red. 
and you never take a bullish position because all you're doing is managing a losing position. Meanwhile, your stomach's in knots, your heart rate's elevated, you're starting to sweat. Now you're aggravated, you're agitated, your wife, girlfriend, husband, your your boyfriend, whatever comes home and you're snapping at them and your kids are like, daddy, mommy, why are you so aggravated? And you're like, get out of here and blah, blah, blah. And then because all, you know, all it is is because you decided to play counter trend. Now your kids are mad at you. Uh, they're running to your mommy. Mommy, why is dad so mad? And then you're at, your wife's aggravated at you and you know, you're going to be in the doghouse all because you decided to play puts when you should have been playing calls. So uh, it's a very real conversation. It's not something you can just flip a switch and start playing with the trend. It's very difficult. Why? Because it's our human natural emotion to play counter trend. In fact, I got this snippet from an article. It says the number one reason people lose is that retail traders generally are not good at trading the trends. The majority of retail traders will be shorting during uptrends and buying during downtrends as often they believe that the price or trend is overextended during trends. So what does that mean? That means that inherently the retail trader or the amateur trader or the untrained trader will see a bullish trend and think at any point this will come down. At any point, this has got to retrace. It's got to come back down. Or it's either that or it's fear. The second I take a call, it's gonna, it's just going to reverse. The second I go long features, it's going to reverse and I'm going to lose money. So you start playing. You start naturally looking for the counter trend movement. You start playing puts at every single resistance level. You start looking to the short at every single little resistance level instead of just playing with the trend. The article goes on to say, if you look at any statistic about positioning of their clients, is that retail traders trading against the trend is the most common reason for sustained losses, trading against the trend, whether it's down, whether it's up. If you go look at the past few rallies, if you go look at even on Twitter, it's, it's, a, it's a huge lesson and it's actually a huge study in human emotion with investors and traders. Go look at Twitter or any other social media that has to do with investing. When during a strong bullish trend, you're going to see a lot of people saying this is crap. This is a bearish. This is a this is bearish. You know, we're gonna this is gonna come back down. Uh, this this and this. Or the last the next time we have a bearish, go look on there again. The bottom's about to be bought by the dip. This is it. The bottom's in, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's always the counter trend. It doesn't matter if it's up, doesn't matter if it's down. There's always a huge sentiment for counter trend plays. Now, you toss in the complete insanity of the market that we've had in 2022, where nothing made sense. News is good. Bad news is good. Good news is bad. Bad news is good. It does, I mean, Russia, nuclear war, inflation, uh, food supplies, gas prices, you throw in all of this. And the market still goes up. So it throws in that extra layer of ambiguity, that extra layer of uncertainty, of fear, of unknowns, where even highly successful, high dollar traders are losing. So even then, it's very difficult and it's very hard to play with the trends because at any moment, yeah, we could come back down. And in a market where we are having every other day 100 point reversals on SPX, literally 100 points up, 100 points down, 120 points up, 130 points down. Who can blame you? Because it's very, very difficult uh, in those type of conditions. Because if you're wrong, it's not like you're wrong in 20 points. If you're wrong and hold too long, you're down 100 and some points. So it, it's it's really interesting to kind of dive in and, and think because it's easy to sit here and say, uh, trade with the trends, trade with the downward trend, trade with the upper trend, whatever. It's easier. It's definitely easier said than done. It's part of. It's one of the reasons why I love our community so much is because we do a great job of educating a system that identifies our daily price action, whether it's going to be up or down. And you can go with a longer term system that really delves out the price action on a daily, weekly, monthly chart. And we do a good job of talking about that stuff too. But really dialing down and developing a system that you can identify a trend and then have the emotion to trade it. 
uh, is huge, huge, huge. Now, one of the things I do, because even me, I'm not the best identifying trends all the time. I'm a fantastic scalper. I'm a fantastic day trader. But in terms of actually uh, playing trendwards up and holding positions for a long time, it, it, it's difficult because it plays against every single emotion that you have as an investor that, oh, if I buy here, uh, all I got to do is hold it for 10 seconds too long and then the price action will come back down and smoke you. Now, of course, you could play stops, trailing stops, etc. cetera. Uh, but it's still, you know, we all want that. We all want the positive play. We want to develop a track record. So uh, there's a couple of things you could do. You know, we'll talk about a couple of different fixes to kind of get you in the habit of playing with the trend because the big thing is you got to hit the button because especially on a bullish upwards trend day, a lot of people just don't, just can't bring themselves to take that call uh, or enter a call because at any point they take that call, it's going to reverse down in a very well may, but we have to identify when to do that and when to not. And in fact, breakouts, a majority of the time, breakouts fail. So if you are playing breakouts, it's more of a scalp play, uh, but the trend, the upward grinding trend is what you really want to be a part of. And it all depends on you as a trader. You need to figure out who you are as a trader. Uh, and the problem is, is that a lot of people are taking too much risk. They're trying to go for the big win. They're overexposing themselves. And it's very hard to maintain a position on a trend when you are putting on too much risk. In fact, uh, there's a statistic that says that a huge proportion of retail investors put way too much money on YOLOs or AKA lotteries. Uh, they want to go for the big win. So they'll put their entire portfolio in a zero DT position that's five bucks outside the money on SPY. And then if you do not get an immediate and egregious move, then that position is going to decay to nothing. Like you lose 100% of your money. So that YOLO plays are absolutely terrible. And it's hard. Like we all want to ride a zero DTE. Like we, every one of us wants to buy a zero DTE at 75 cents at market open and then ride it to where it's seven bucks. Like everyone, want, everybody wants to do that. But that's not practical. Yeah, and every now and then you may get lucky on that. But do you really, the, the nine times that you are wrong and your YOLO account, you're going to blast your account. And the one time you're right, yeah, you'll win. But by that time, you'll have so little money left that it won't really make that big of a deal. So that's not really a good way. And that's not really what I mean by trend plays. Longing a small amount of futures is fantastic for developing trends. Taking a real, realistic and responsible DTE for developing trends is great. But I'm going to kind of use this trend point to pivot to a conversation that's going to help you open your eyes to fix a couple of different problems. In my opinion, the average retail day trader or the aspiring or the new or the amateur, whatever they whatever the title you want to place next to that investor, the average retail new investor should not be looking for the downside unless it's absolutely stunningly obvious. For example, if we're having three, four, five red days in a row and the whole market and the whole world is selling off. Yeah, go ahead, go nuts. But in my opinion, the average retail investor should not be looking to play puts or shorting futures on a regular basis. You should be playing the trend up. And then when the market starts to pull back, you sit on your hands for two, three, four days until the market levels out and you go all in on your strategy, not on your positions, on your strategy. It's a bad word. <laughs> and you buy the dip because even in bear markets, you're going to have dips to buy. I mean, case in point, the last two, three freaking months, we've had incredible selling pressure. We've gone from 47, 47 and change to 41 and change. That's a five or 600 point drop. And there's been plenty of bullish rallies along the way that you could have made a killing on. The last four days are the awesome example. If you are sitting on your hands and you could have seen that, hey, the market's starting to get bought, enter a call, you can have made multiple, multiple, multiple hundreds of percent gains on a position if you held it for two or three days because you're developing that trend. 
If so, if you are someone who is consistently missing trends, then go ahead and cut out puts and shorting or any kind of other downside positions. Just stop doing it. Completely take it out of your system and do it for a month. And once you get over that little FOMO of, oh man, I feel like I need to be trading because uh, things I'm getting a little I'm getting a little itchy. I need to take a put. Uh, once you get over that, you realize, hey man, you know, if it's a red day, I'm going to go outside and play and play with my kids, or I'm going to go outside and go for run and run for a mile, or I'm going to go work out, or I'm going to get you know actually get work done on my job that I'm actually being paid for. Uh, you degenerate. Uh, once you do that, you can might actually start playing a trend, and it, you'll be able to see it more clear when the market actually does start to level off or bounce. You could enter some calls and go forth and conquer. Now, obviously, that if I think that's a fantastic, and I, I would highly encourage you to do that. If you're someone who is consistently taking losses, who just can't really find a system, who uh, manages to always get themselves in a losing position, or you take a put and you should take a call, then try that. Forget about playing red action. Forget it. The only exception I would put to that, if the, if the market is obviously selling off and it's an obvious play, then go ahead. But on the daily scale of trying to scalp puts and calls, trying to every single day wake up and define whether or not the day's green or red and then playing cuts and puts and calls and all this crap, stop it. Soon you can get into doing that. Once you get some once you get some knowledge and get some experience, then cool. You can step into trickling in some puts, but the vast majority of people should not be doing that, I think. And I've kind of developed this opinion over the past few months after running this community and realizing that People are playing, trying to play puts way too much. In fact, the majority of people that I see that are losing their account are on bearish positions, either call credit spreads or they're playing puts or shorting futures and they're holding them too long because the market will always skin the long-term bear. The long-term bear will always get killed, always. I don't care if it's in the world's worst bear market. Go look at the collapse of the, the go look at the corona collapse of 2020. Look at the daily chart. Even in the midst of that huge sell-off in March of 2020, there were huge bull rallies sprinkled in that huge downtrend. The long-term bear always get crushed, always. So if you are, like I said, I'll repeat, repeat this one more time. I think, it, I think it would do wonders for you. Just try it out. Just try it. What else do you have to lose uh, if, you, if you're veered to lost everything? So take out the puts. Take out the shorting. If it's a red day or a choppy reddish day, Sit out unless it's a glaringly obvious bear trend. All right, that's one. Number two, how do you really get over that analysis paralysis, fear, FOMO of missing a bull trend? If things are bullish, and this is a little bit of deeper, you know, market awareness, and you got to learn how to do some charting, and you know, what's the European market doing? What's the Asian market doing? What are the futures doing in pre-market? Blah blah blah, all that stuff that we talk about every day. Another way to do that is go ahead. If, it, if things are looking bullish, if the VIX is down, if you know the market is quite green, go ahead and take a call in the near opening of the market and hold it. Now, take a, take a conservative call, what I mean a couple of days out in DTE, closer to the money on strike. And then if you're able to, scalp additional positions against that. If you get an itch, scalp additional positions against that and just use those for scalping. And while holding the original position, or you can go over, you could take the original call Hold it and then go over to your futures account and then scout futures if that's if you're so inclined to do that. If you wanted to scalp in and out while holding the original position, but go ahead and open it up. Even if it's a micro position, just get yourself in the habit of playing with the trend. Even if it's a hey, I'm going to take one 30 cent premium call on SPY that's super duper cheap, just to get yourself in the habit of taking a position in a trend and watch it go upwards. 
Now, we do have a lot of awesome processes on learning how to develop trend analysis, and Tier 4 is fantastic. Veteran, uh, who runs Tier 4, has an awesome method of learning how to identify whether it's trend, range, or a trend up, trend down, or a range day. Uh, now, obviously, they are guidelines. They are guidelines that are built by probabilities. Nothing is set in stone. If VET's system was set in stone, VET would be a multi-billionaire. If anybody's system was set in stone, they would be a multiple billionaire by, by trillion. They'd be a trillionaire. But his system is fantastic in developing those rules, guidelines that are built on percentages and probabilities that which you could trade. So once you can identify, hey, the morning is up, it's a trend, it's a trend down, it's a trend up, it's a range, that you could start to play with that. So I'm going to bolster this further. I found an article that's, that claimed they compared two different accounts. One who bought and held an equity for a perpetual amount of time. Uh, year, whatever it is. I forget what the data is. Uh, and they were able to yield somewhere around 9%, eight and change around the entire year. They took another account that bought and then sold at peaks and then did not play any downside positions, did not short, did not play puts. They only played bullish positions. They bought at lows, they sold at highs, and then they rebought on retracements and pullbacks. So all they would do was buy they would sell at the highs. They would buy at the, tr- the valleys and re-go. They would never play shorting positions. And they were able to yield over 29%. So almost triple uh, what the original buy and hold investor would do. Now, obviously, easier said than done. Obviously, the, prob- the person with probably little experience. But that just goes to show you, if you could learn to play, sell the highs, buy the lows, you can be way better of an investor. Even if you're just buy and hold, you could beat that. And then... It gives you the, f- the freedom and the flexibility and the peace of mind not to have to worry about playing the downside. Because I, I truly think that the, what's causing a lot of retail investors to miss trends is the fact that they're so worried about playing the downside that they're missing the forest for the trees. They're missing the upside or the downside too, but that's a different conversation. And then, of course, you throw in most retail traders. They do a great job of holding their losing investments far too long and, lo- and cutting their winning investments way too fast. Uh, they're they're quick they're quick on the trigger to sell the profits, but they're uh, they're they hold until kingdom come on the losing investments because of hope and and FOMO and fear and all that stuff, and they don't want to take a loss and blah 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 that we've talked about a million times. But and and I'm telling you, man, there's no worse feeling in the vesting world than holding a losing position in a trend day when you are in puts when the market is ten bucks straight up. Or the other way around, it's absolutely gut wrenching, especially whenever other everyone else is making money. Like, especially if you're in an online community, and everyone's like, "Oh, I just posted 300% on calls, and you're the only jabroni that's down 90% on a put." It's an awful feeling. So I, I'm with you, and I feel you. And, and you know, I've been there, done that. That's why I'm trying to help as many people as possible. That's why I was really compelled to make this particular episode to talk about trading the trend. If you can identify the trend and trade with the trend, I promise you, you will yield much better results. Your profitability will go up. Your win rate will go up. Your heart rate will go down. Your emotions will go will get better. Your wife, your girlfriend, your husband, your boyfriend, etc., will all enjoy you better. Your kids will like your company a lot better because you'll be trading with the trend and you'll have a lot more success. Now, there's a great deal of information in the community on how to start developing trends. You know, you, you could there, there's charting you could plot, and we talk more about that in the Discord of plotting the highs, plotting lows, playing the trend channels. A trend channel is fantastic way of developing analysis on a trend. You've got VETS range system, which is unbelievable. Uh, it's actually it's changed the way I trade uh, com- completely based on data that I've never seen discussed in the investing world. Everything's all about the charts, but the way VET teaches stuff is completely different. It's data points that I have never even seen before. That it's unbelievable. It's almost like magic. 
So it's great to have all this data. But let's say you've identified it a trend. Now you're looking for an entry point. When do you actually enter? Because you definitely don't want to enter at the top of a particular price action before it has a little retracement. Because you are going to have uh, a retracement. You're going to have pullbacks, uh, reversals, all that kind of stuff. And there's a difference. One of those you actually want to buy and one of those you want to avoid uh, at all costs when you buy. And the one you want to actually look to buy is the pullback. Because upward trends don't go straight up. They do have little pullbacks, and that's what you want to do. Uh, in a pullback, the best time you can enter is right at the bottom of the trend channel on a particular pullback. And the way you can identify to make sure it's not a pullback rather than a, than a reversal is uh, volume. And that speaks volumes, uh, some pun intended. Uh, because you know I'm a volume analysis trader. Uh, I, I definitely trade VPA and a Collings book. Fantastic, by the way. So if you see a small volume pullback that still falls in the trend channel, that still does not form lower lows, then that's when you want to look at taking a buy or a call, long call in futures, and then you could ride that back up. Uh, and that's a great way to ride trends upwards as long as you're, you can be patient and not buy too early or too late. And reversal is if you see an increase in selling volume and then you start to put in lower lows, it breaks out of the downward channel, for example, then you think that it could be a high probability of reversal. And that's something you do not want to play. That's when you want to, all right, well, I'm going to take three days off and I'm going to let the selling shake out and then look to go buy again. And then when you tie in all that, uh, to say all that, stops are your best friend in this style of trading and any style of trading for that matter. Stops are an absolutely crucial tool for investors. And you could play tight stops, wide stops, you could play play break even stops. It all depends on your particular risk appetite and the particular uh, setup in the system that you're playing. And I know a lot of people don't like to play stops, especially when they're playing options. But I think the biggest problem is that they set the stops too tight. Uh, and if you set tight stops, that's fine. Your win rate's going to be lower because you're going to get stopped out more often, but you're never going to take a big loss. If you take wide stops, you're going to have a higher win rate, but you're going to take bigger losses because it's a wide stop. And then the break even stop is kind of like a in between. And I, I use break-even stops frequently, it just it ha depending on the particular situation. Uh, when I'm entering a speculatory play that's not necessarily high confidence, I'll place a break-even stop once I have a confirmed move in my direction because I, I just don't want to lose money. So, uh, yeah, stops are your friend. Once you identify a trend, you get in, uh, whether it be the reversal uh, or at the top or the end of reversal or at the end of a pullback, uh, stops are always your best friend. So I think that should be overstated on any particular uh, system, much less this one. So. Anyways, that's all I got for you. I hope you learned a little something or uh, if you just got some food for thought to think about, maybe if you need to right the ship, a couple of ways to do that. Uh, if you have any questions, come hang out with us in the Discord, the Options Millionaire Discord. It's a fantastic educational resource where we discussed everything from options trading to futures trading to spread trading, writing premium, and a couple of different advanced strategies. So this has been a season three episode of the Making Millionaires podcast, Trading the Trend. And before I go, I'll leave you with this. The only thing separating you from financial greatness is the decision to be better. I'm Andrew with the Options and Millionaire community. I'm out.